0: hey hey! good morning everybody all right let's try that again good morning everybody good morning. we greet you in the grace peace joy and love God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ love to the family thank God for his love that we can share with one another come on give the Lord a hand of praise today let's offer to him a praise offering and thanks for all the Lord has done, is doing, and we can give him some anticipatory praise because he's got a good track record on what he will do. To our streaming audience, thank you for being with us on today. I'm Dr. D.Z. Kofio, senior pastor here at the Good Hope Church, and we are grateful that you are with us. We are committed to helping people love God, love all people, and change the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for allowing us into your personal space to encourage you and help you to become all that God wants you to be. If you find yourself in the Houston metropolitan area, in the third ward area of our city, we would love to have you worship with us here at our church campus. Man, what a blessing. Uh, First of all, everybody made out all right? Everybody made out all right pretty good? Yeah, if you made out all right pretty good, make some noise. Okay. I know we have, uh, have a couple of members who experienced some flooding and um, didn't have insurance in the area and things like that. And so we're going to uh, be doing some things um, for, for those families. And, and I'm actually going to ask you to start praying. I want to lift a special uh, sacrificial offering to be a blessing to some of those families. Um, you know, it's amazing that we live in a city after Harvey and people still recovering from Harvey, some of them still not in their homes, to have homes flooded on this go around, they got no water during Harvey, uh, find absolutely amazing. And so we certainly want to cover those who are part of our church family, but our entire city in believing prayer. Uh, Gotta tell you about a couple of events that are coming up. I want to emphasize, first of all, The Barbara Jordan International Preschool, our preschool that's named after our beloved member, uh, Barbara Jordan, uh, is hosting a book fair that is actually starting tomorrow, but we're going to start it today. We're going to start it today. Um, And these are children's books in conjunction with Scholastic um, Publishers, and you have an opportunity to purchase books today. Now, there are a couple of things I want you to do. One, if you have children or grandchildren, um, always good to give them a book. Uh, You're better off giving them a book than a video game. Amen. Um, They're going to get corporal thumb syndrome in in a minute. Uh, So, I want to encourage you to purchase a book for your grandchildren or your children. Uh, But I also want to encourage you, uh, if the Lord lays it on your heart, to Purchase a book for the children at the preschool and or make a donation. And the preschool benefits uh, from any purchases that are made. Um, This book fair helps them to get equipment and toys and things like that. And as we continue to go to the next level in our preschool um, ministry, um, this is really something that I want you to participate in. Uh, sister Linda Whitley is heading up this effort for sister Whitley raise your hand amen sister Linda Whitley is uh, Deaconess Whitley is is heading that up and so she will be there after service so make sure you go over there and support them Um, also want to encourage you to go through um sweetheart where 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 where's the setup is it in the in the fellowship hall the Brims. Oh, they, they are, okay, so um, the Brims and Brunch event is coming up um, and that will be on October the 5th. You can purchase tickets today. Um, they have a display out there and this is going to be kind of a, I guess for lack of a better term, an urban high tea with a purpose, yeah. Uh, All the proceeds will go towards um, the uh, the Lindsay Mack Youth Empowerment Program, which is a program that's part of Hope for Families to serve at-risk young men and young women. Had some great meetings this past week, um, along with meeting with the district attorney's office. And um, one of the things that we are doing is taking the programs that we have been doing, and now we will be working with kids who will be sent to us. By the courts and by the probation department. That's what we're looking at doing and helping not just these young people, but also helping these families as well. So, this is directly tied into our mission and into our vision, and your being part of that event is going to help raise funds for that. So, please, ma'am, please, sir, make sure you get a ticket. If you're not going, I'm not going, but I'm going to get a ticket. Amen. Send somebody else, I don't think any of the hats will fit me, but my wife will be there and uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Turn you into the hands of the maestro himself, Elder Mark Taylor, and following that, we have our word for today. Please keep in prayer our families who are in bereavement. Um, we had the homegoing celebration yesterday of Mother Dorothy Ruth Haynes, and uh, just grateful to God for her presence in this church down through the years. Keep the McCann family in prayer. Trustee Paul McCann, his sister passed away and went home to be with the Lord. And this is the third sister that has passed in the last year. And so we want to keep the McCanns in our prayer. Um, brother and sister Leday had their daughter-in-law passed. And Dr. Elliot Mallory Green, our midweek Bible study teacher, his mother went home to be with the Lord. And so we want to keep them in prayer as well. We're going to continue our look at who is God today. And, uh, man, I'm excited about today's message, and I'm trusting and praying that somebody will be blessed and somebody will be encouraged who may be in a place that you don't want to be in, may not see a way out. But I want you to know God sees you, and God hears you, and God can do what no other power can do. Amen? Amen. 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 If you would clap your hands as we receive with ministry this morning the bells of hope.
1: you've opened for me, me, you are worthy of my praise, is it alright if we bless the Lord this morning, come on if he's been good to you, come on clap your hands and just give him worship in this place, real simple song, sing it with us, you are worthy You. I love, you. I love you. Jesus, Jesus I praise you. I praise you. Jesus. Jesus, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Sing one more time. No Say, one like Jesus, Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, Jesus I praise you. I praise you. Jesus. Jesus. keeping me, for keeping me. You. thank you for healing Jesus. me, for healing me. You. thank you for loving, for me. loving me oh, oh, oh. oh Jesus. there's no, one. There's no one thank like you for keeping you. me to say, say, oh, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus. There's something about that name, oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. soothes my doubts, and it calms my fear. name say oh. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus. Healing in that name say, oh. oh.
0: Speak to us now, O Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. This is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, but God, your word will forever last. God, we are ready for your word. God, may good seed go forward and find good ground and good soil so that good seed and good soil will germinate and produce good fruit in our lives. We pray, God, and ask your blessings now that you would bless as only you can. Help somebody today, encourage somebody today, speak directly into somebody's life today. Let them know that you have heard their prayers and that the answer is on the way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What do you really need in life? Madison Avenue marketers and slick-talking salespeople have fooled us into changing that word need to want. And so many of us are struggling and frustrated in our life, in our living Because we are living a life based on wants instead of learning how to become content when our needs are met. What what do you really need? And I think the question is a fair question, but if the truth be told, most of us don't need much more than we have right now. I mean we already have more clothes than we can wear, shoes that have never worn out, clothes that were in style, went out of style, we kept them so long they're now back in style. The question really that we need to answer today is not what do we really need, but who do we really need? And I think when we ask ourselves that question, we're challenged to move beyond just looking at the earthly relationships that we have with other people, sometimes the people that we said we could never live without, only to discover that we could live without them, to understand that who we really need is God. Today, for a few moments, as we continue our look at who God is, I want to look at an aspect of God that in some ways lays the foundation for everything else we know about God and learn about God. Today, I want to talk to you from the thought, Yahweh, the Lord who is all Yahweh, the Lord, who is all you need. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because in answering this question, who is God, I think many times we live our lives rooted in wants, ignoring needs, and then failing to realize that what we need in life is more a who than a what. And the who we need more than anything else is God. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? Amen. If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. After being oppressed in Egyptian slavery, God acts on the cries of his people to be freed from bondage and slavery. Now, there are a couple of things that God has to deal with first of all he has to deal with a people who in many instances have turned from the true and living God to worshiping idols and false gods Uh, but the second thing he also has to deal with is a people who had been enslaved and tortured for almost 400 years. And so there were many who were skeptical. There were many who were critical. There were many who were asking the question, if we had a God, where has he been? And if he shows up now, who is he and what can he do? And it's in the context of those two concerns that God taps Moses on the shoulder to tell Moses, to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Just a couple of things I want to share with you today, and we'll pick up the second part of this message on next week. Number one, realize the Lord is all you need because he alone has the power to make anything happen you need done. Realize the Lord is all you need because the Lord has the power to make anything happen you need done. Most of you are familiar with the story, but for those of you who are not and those of you who may need a gentle reminding. Exodus chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush he looked and behold the bush was burning yet it was not consumed and moses said i will turn aside to see this great sight why the bush is not burned when the lord saw that he turned aside to see god called to him out of the bush moses moses and he said here i am then he said do not come near take off your sandals for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, circle the word Lord there. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Go down to verse 9 for me real quick. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. The word Lord there is a powerful word. It's not the first time the word is used in the Bible. The first time it is used is in Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, but it is a powerful word. And for those of you who have a good English translation, you will notice that that word Lord is spelled differently than other words, Lord. That word is spelled capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, as opposed to capital L, lowercase O-R-D, or lowercase L-O-R-D. And the reason English translations distinguish that is because of the Hebrew word that's represented. That Hebrew word that's represented is what is known as the tetragrammaton, the Y W H. W, the Yahweh, the YHWH. I'm sorry, the YHWH Yahweh. Now listen to me carefully. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. And this gives us a picture of the size of the God who comes to deliver the, the Israelites. Verse 4 says: These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. This verse lays the groundwork for explaining what has happened to the earth and the heavens to man and this world. This verse lays the groundwork for the cause and effect that we see today. It lets us know that this world did not come about, and things in this world did not come about by happenstance, by chance, by accident, or anything else that we would consider to be a fluke. That there was a powerful God who was behind the scenes doing what only God could do. Stay with me, I'm going somewhere. The word Lord there, Lord, there. Uh, what is translated... Yahweh by many, speaks to the self-existing or eternal Jehovah. This is Jews, their national name of God. The fact that God always existed and will always exist. He was in the beginning before the beginning began and will be at the end, past the end when the end rolls through. He is Yahweh. Now, what's interesting is when you look at this word Yahweh, there's some disagreements, there's some debates as to what it means or how it should be translated, but there is no debate as to who it refers to. It refers to God all by himself. And look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, when they were created— now, that word created is an interesting word. It's the Hebrew word "bara," And, 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 and barah is an interesting word because this verb has as its subject God. In other words, God is the one who does the creating. It is only used in reference to God. It is only used in reference to divine power. And watch this. It is defined as the ability to create out of nothing. Now, now don't miss that because that's important. Some of y'all missed the shouting point right there. That was a run around the church point right there. That, That Yahweh has the ability to create something out of nothing. Now, I told you that's the subject of the verb. Now the question that you may want to ask is, if he's the subject, what's the object? And I got news for you, there are multiple objects, but only one subject. Come on, I got some grammarians in here with me. In other words, here's what I'm saying, God is the only one who creates, but there's no limit to what he can create when he creates something out of nothing. I'm trying to get y'all to that shouting point, y'all not there yet, we're on our way. Listen. He is able to create whatever needs to be created, when it needs to be created, even when there's nothing to create from. Um, as, as a kid, I remember going into the kitchen hungry, and I'd say, what, what's there to eat? And my mother said, go in the kitchen, there, there's, there's plenty in there. And i go in there and say, there ain't nothing in here to eat. And she said, sure there is. Look look in the refrigerator She started calling. I started saying, there ain't nothing in here to eat. And I would leave the kitchen, and she would come in to cook dinner, and when she got through, it was like a feast, right? Now, as good a cook as my mother was, she couldn't create something out of nothing. Even if I didn't recognize the something, there was something there to work with. But God is able to create something out of nothing. Somebody said, why is that helpful for me, preacher? Here's why it's helpful. The Lord who created the heavens and the earth, who can create anything out of nothing, can create anything you need to deal with anything you're facing. In other words, when you need a way out, God, subject, creator, verb, object, whatever you need. I need a way out. God says, I can do it. I need peace of mind. God says, I can do it. You need to have your way made for you. God says, I can do it. Whatever you need, God says, because I am the one who creates something out of nothing, the same power that could create the universe, the heavens, the earth is the same Lord who has the power to do anything you need done. Look at Acts 17, beginning at verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. I want you to circle that word offspring. I'll get back to that in just a minute. We are his offspring. And and, and can I tell you what I think some of us may miss in living this Christian life? For somebody in here, your frustration with God is really unfounded because you are upset that God hasn't met all your wants. And you have failed to see that God has met your needs. God is not your cosmic concierge who is simply sitting as a bellman waiting for your beck and call to give you what you want in life. The question is, has God, is God, and will God meet your needs? Watch this. Even if he does it in a way you don't expect. Here's the second thing. Number two, realize the Lord is all you need because he knows everything you're dealing with. Realize the Lord is all you need because he knows everything you're dealing with. So in Exodus, beginning at chapter 7 through verse 9, Moses gives us a picture of God's perspective on their situation. Now remember, they've been in bondage for almost 400 years. They're being oppressed. They're being tormented. And nothing is catching God off guard. But listen to what God says to Moses to assure Moses that the God, Yahweh, who has Barak, creative power, can address what needs to be addressed. Look at A. The Lord knows who you are. The Lord knows who you are. The A part of verse 7. Then the Lord said to, then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. Underline that phrase, my people. Don't ever think your citizenship in heaven changes because of where you are on earth. Yeah, don't, don't make the mistake of thinking that somehow God has disowned you because you have to go through some difficult challenges in life. God says to the children of Israel, he says to Moses, Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people. Now here's what's interesting. This is the first time God ever called Israel my people. First time in the Bible that God called Israel my people. And he calls them my people in the midst of what many of them would say was the most challenging time they had ever gone through as a people. He says, you are my people. My relationship with God does not give me an exemption from challenges in life. As a matter of fact, truth be told, it is the challenges that I go through in life that reveal whether or not I am really a child of God. Listen, if there were no tests to go through, no challenges to be endured, everybody would look like a saint. What what kind of Christian are you? Are you a talker or a walker? Are you a sayer or a shower? Right? Which, Which one are you? God says, you are my people, Israel. You are my people. I know you're going through some stuff, but you are still my people. As a matter of fact, somebody would suggest it's because they were the people of God that they were kept through everything they went through because the power of God, the presence of God, the person of God may not keep you from, but he will keep you through. But look at B, the Lord knows where you are. Yeah, it's real simple, but it's right here in the text. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, who are in Egypt. Circle that phrase in Egypt. Now, now, now here's, here's the thing about it, watch this, God may know you're in Egypt, but that doesn't necessarily mean God wants you to stay in Egypt, right? And, and you do know Egypt is not, is not just a geographical location. For, for somebody in here, your Egypt is an emotional place. For somebody, your, your Egypt is a mental place. Uh, For somebody, your your Egypt is a place of spiritual barrenness. It's a place where you are, but it's not a place where you should be, and it's not a place where God wants you to stay. But but aren't you glad that you don't have to get to a good place in order for God to see you? Aren't you glad that you don't have to get to the best place in order for God to recognize you? Aren't you glad that God can take you from where you are love you where you are, and love you to where you need to be. And Look and see, the Lord knows what you're going through. The Lord knows what you're going through. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. The affliction of my people who are in Egypt, keep on reading, and have heard their cry. Underline that phrase, heard their cry. Because of their taskmasters, I know their sufferings. Underline that phrase, I know their sufferings. The Lord saw the affliction of his people. He heard their cry, and they were clearly clearly touching God. Yes, sir. Now, now, I can't answer the question why God responded at that moment. I don't know if God was waiting for the right time. I don't know if God was waiting to make sure that Israel was ready to go. I'm not sure if he had to wait for a leader. I, I don't know. And I know some of you may be thinking, what do you mean, Pastor? God, God was waiting until he knew Israel wanted to go. Well, I think God knew and knows what many of us learned as children and as parents, just because we say we know better, doesn't mean we're committed to doing better. Yeah, so, somebody, you, you remember when you used to get those phonetic whippings? And, and, and the phonics were giving in a staccato kind of way, you know, I told you not to to do that anymore, but you think you wrong, and you going to do what you want to do, and then you get asked the question that makes no sense at that moment, are you going to do it again? And what did you say? No. And what did your mom or daddy say? Yes, (laughs) y'all. Because sometimes God doesn't stop when we say we have enough. Sometimes God doesn't deliver us just because we say we had enough. Sometimes God waits until he knows we've had enough. And and let me help somebody today. Thank you, Lord. Somebody in here needs to recognize that God has a greater level of accountability for you than he has for others because of the gifts that he has deposited in you and the expectation he has of you. Listen to me carefully. You may have some friends who want to roll around in the muck and mire, but your anointing won't let God let you roll around in the muck and mire. And you say, "What well, they in the muck and mire?" God said, "No, no, 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 no." But that's not where I want you. They seem to be able to do it and get away with it. God says, that's fine. That's what they get away with, but that's not what you can get away with. You don't have to say amen. I know I'm knocking on somebody's door. God says, no, I need better from you because you know better and I've invested in you better. And I need you to get to a place where you trust me, where you trust me to meet, all the needs you have he sees your affliction he sees your misery he hears your cries and he knows all about your sorrows and your concerns the bad news is you're going to have to go through some things in life but the good news is you won't have to go through it by yourself And if you can remember that the Lord who delivered Israel is the same Lord who will deliver you, the same Lord who has creative power to create something out of nothing can create your something out of your nothing. And whatever you need God to do, the question is, will you obey him and will you trust him to do what only God can do? Look at Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Let's read it together. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Listen, he didn't say you get an exemption from water. He He didn't say you get an exemption from river. He didn't say you get an exemption from fire. He just said when you go through, I will be with you. Isaiah 46, verse 4, even to your old age, I am he, and to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made, and I will bear, I will carry, and will save. Somebody in here needs to sing the song that our foreparents would sing, pass me not. O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Let me at thy throne of mercy to find a sweet relief, kneeling there in deep contrition. Lord, help my unbelief. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Father we thank you today and we bless you for being Yahweh, the Lord who is all we need. God I pray today for somebody under the sound of my voice, cover them in believing prayer right now. One that you would begin to shift our minds, shift our habits from simply looking for and reacting to and responding to what we want and start living our lives around what we need. And I pray, God, that we would see you as the source of all we need. You have said it in your word that it's in you we live, move, and have our being. And we pray, God, that you will bless as only you can, so we can see you as the source of all we need. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: can and will, please stand on your feet. Yahweh, the God who's all you need. Pastor spoke to someone today been focusing on your wants. Matter of fact, you know more what you want than what you need. And the bottom line for all of us is we need Jesus. And the reason we need Jesus is because we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. We couldn't do nothing about it. But thank God he did something for it. So somebody here today, real simply you need Jesus there's no sugar coating it you need Jesus you've been running from that thought you've been running from it and you've been trying to come up with all other kind of reasons but the bottom line is you need Jesus and thank God that he came not only did he come but he came to die for your sins the Bible tells us real clearly that he got up all power in his hands and because he got up you can get up and wherever you are in your sins so real simply today we we just offer to you jesus christ there's no extras there it's just jesus that's all you need nothing else right there so if you have not accepted Jesus and the pardon of your sins and you've been thinking about it and you've been struggling with it you don't need to struggle anymore this morning just come on right now come to Jesus just as you are he's willing and he's waiting to help you right now so we extend to you an offer right now if you have not accepted Jesus Christ to come just as you are as the choir sings come now he's what you need two-part invitation. Some have been visiting with us and you're trying to decide if you want to be a part of this church family, we invite you to come now. Then there's someone here that you've been in the church and life happened to you. You've been straying away and you're here today and you've been saying, I'm going to join today and you put it off to next week. Don't put it off. You don't know what's going to happen between today and next Sunday. You got a chance right now, so we extend an opportunity to you to come just as you are, as the choir sings. Come right now. Come, to come Jesus. right now. Come come to to Jesus. Jesus. Yes, yes. our brother god we come right now we pray for the brother that has made a positive decision we don't know where he is in life right now lord but we know right now he's here and he has submitted to your will and to your way so lord we pray right now in the name of jesus that you bless him beyond what he has ever imagined that you meet his needs lord take care of him right now and then lord bless us to be there for him and to love on him just as you love on us Uh, we lift him up to you right now and we ask all of your glory all of your power on his life right now in the name of jesus we pray amen amen let's celebrate our brother amen amen Thank God for that word from our senior pastor. Amen. He he brought back some memories with them phonetic whippings. God has a way of whipping you like that too. So we thank God for that word today. Amen. Amen. All right. It's time for the offering. While you gather yourselves for that, uh, we're in your hands master control
3: are you ready for some football the upward flag football and cheering season is right around the corner and we can't wait to share god's love as boys and girls play with purpose
4: so we have many members of our church who are volunteers, who serve as coaches. We also have parent volunteers. Uh, Most of the people who participate in the program are not members of our church, so we're open to the community. Anyone can come for children, boys and girls, ages four to 10.
3: The season is October 5th through November 16th with evaluations and orientation September 28th at 1 p.m. in the gym. The cost is $45 per player. Financial assistance is available and beginners are welcome for additional information and to register visit the I am hope app or good hope website see you on the field
4: hope for families and the good hope church have joined forces with our community partners Harris health system and the city of Houston to present our annual prostate cancer screening event on Saturday September 28th from 9am to 3pm at the good hope missionary Baptist church. Prostate cancer is a silent killer that has no early symptoms and disproportionately affects African American men more than any other racial and ethnic group. They are three times more likely to contract the disease and six times more likely to die from the disease than other ethnic groups in the U.S. All African American men are considered in the high-risk category and are encouraged to begin testing as early as 40 years of age especially if the man has had a first degree relative diagnosed with prostate cancer. We are offering a free PSA blood test and a path to treatment for those who are under and uninsured. Sign up today and come get tested. To register, go to goodhope.org or via
3: our I Am Hope mobile app. The Good Hope Marriage Enrichment Ministry presents Understanding Your Spouse, Differences, Expectations, and Preferences. Join us for a fulfilling night of romance and spiritual revitalization that will help you learn to love your spouse in spite of your differences. Join us Friday, October 18th at 6 p.m. through Saturday, October 19th, 3 p.m. at the Marriott Sugarland Hotel. The cost is $250 per couple, which includes your hotel room, Friday night reception, and Saturday breakfast and lunch. You can register on goodhope.org or Hope Network. For more information, contact Brother Eric Page.
4: Download our new I Am Hope mobile app in order to get or stay connected to our Good Hope family. To download the new app, you can visit our website at goodhope.org and click on the banner, or you can text Good Hope NBC app to 77977, or you can scan the QR code on the posters in the lobby or center for hope, or you can also search Good Hope NBC or I Am Hope in your Apple or Google Play store. Let's continue to take hope to the world. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week, and remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world.
0: All right, just a couple of highlights I want to make. First of all, um, that Prostate uh, Cancer Awareness Program is this Saturday, this Saturday coming up. Every man who's in here, 40 and above, you need to get tested. I don't care what your doctor says. I don't care what the insurance company says, you need to get tested. Just had a brother last week say to me, Pastor, I want to thank you for the program. I went came, got tested, got my blood work done. My PSA level was at four. Four, lower than four is where they want you to be. Four above, they wanna watch you. And they put him on a watch. His PSA level now is at a six. It's going up, but he's catching it early. He's able to get treatment. They have a path of treatment for him. And Lord says the same, he should be on the road to full recovery once he gets treated. We're literally saving the lives of people with literally saving the lives of men. If you are 40 and above, man, look, when I went to the doctor, when I was 40, way back when, you know, I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, man, do you have a family history up? Man, test me. I want the tests. That's what I want right now. Don't ask me nothing about no family history, because I don't want to be the person that starts family history in my family. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be the first one, right? Uh, Remember, it has no symptoms. Here's the other group of men that I need to come out on Saturday. On Saturday, we're going to be celebrating prostate cancer survivors as well. So I want those of you who are prostate cancer survivors, because your story is a testimony. And I know, brothers, I know we're real private. But, man, you'd be surprised how powerful your testimony is and you encouraging somebody else to get the treatment that they need because you are a living testimony. So that's going to be Saturday This is our community empowerment event uh, weekend, so we still have our worship and work on Friday, right? We still have our worship and work on Friday and we're gonna give out the uh, food, um, but we're gonna be doing that. This is gonna be a special men's emphasis. Uh, We're also gonna be, uh, we have some attorneys coming in to help men deal with wills. We also have a specialist coming in to help men deal with issues around child support and seeing your children and those kinds of things. Uh, We really want this to be a Saturday where we empower men. So please, brothers, come out. Testing is going on from 9 to 3, 9 to 3. And uh, I'm really thankful to our sponsors. And if you don't have insurance, Harris Health has made a commitment to treat every man who is uninsured or underinsured to treat you if you don't have insurance. That's a blessing. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Uh, last but certainly not least want to encourage all the couples to uh, sign up for the marital retreat I know it'll be a blessing for you and uh, make that investment in your relationship with your significant other look forward to seeing you there as well all right now I ask you to give a special sacrificial gift today um, so here's what we're gonna do if you're giving online I just gave you can give that special gift through missions okay and then Deacon Harlan will make sure, Trustee Harlan will make sure that uh, everything that's given in missions, we'll track that, and we're gonna use that specifically around Imelda Relief, all right? We wanna help those members who are in need. Um, Man, it could have been us, amen? Could have been you, and so we wanna be a blessing. So whatever you wanna give above your regular giving, give it to the missions area, And we'll designate that, all right? If you do it online, you can do it very easily. If you want to give cash or write a check, you can do that as well. Let's worship the Lord in giving. Give as God is blessed. Give as God has prospered. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver.
1: Sunny half the sun he has breathing. Clap your hands who are Clap your hands rejoicing.
2: we thank you for these gifts that have been given for those that are in need lord and then for your kingdom so we ask your blessings on them we ask that it glorifies you and edifies your people in jesus name we pray amen all right one other thing i want to share with you at the 10 o'clock service we are going to be baptizing seven souls to the kingdom We have several children and youth, so if you can, hang around, and uh, we're going to do it at the beginning of the service, so we want you to make sure you celebrate with us as God continues to bring in more to the kingdom. Amen. All right, now it is time for our guest. So if you're here today for the first time or the second or the third time, would you please stand? We're not going to ask you to say anything. We do want to recognize you. Of you amen remain standing amen amen we are so glad that you decide to come and fellowship with the good hope church we hope and we pray that you have been blessed by the word today by the singing and that uh, you've had a time where someone has shook your hand and gave you a warm smile and we're so glad that you came that we have a special reception for you I'm going to ask that you gather your things, and if someone came with you or invited you, they can go with you. And Father, these young ladies who are part of our guest relations ministry, they're going to take you to the area for the reception. We have a special gift for you, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about the Good Hope Church. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You're welcome to come back. Amen. Amen. Show some love, church. They got up early this morning to be with us. Amen.
0: All right. Yes, indeed. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Reverend Bell, let me also just remind everybody the Barbara Jordan Book Fair is going on. So if you go straight through the center of the Center for Hope, Sister Whitley, uh, Sister Cofield, and several others are there waiting to serve you.
2: All right. And it's over by the the desk toward the the front of the building. So go over there. Bunch of books so you can... um, Help, have yourself friendly and just open your pocketbook. Amen. All right. All right. Amen. Is everybody is good? Let's stand and receive the benediction. All right. Touch a shoulder. Give a hug if you haven't given a hug remind them afresh god is all you need amen god we come right now to thank you for your word thank you for yahweh thank you that you are the god that we need and that you meet all our needs thank you for your blessings lord i pray for everyone on the sound of my voice that you bless them lord this week in a mighty mighty way that you bless them when they rise up early and settle late bless them lord when they go out and when they come in bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer in jesus name we pray amen 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 all right hug somebody on your way